Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Bong Joon-ho films. This is a director, a writer, and a director that I absolutely enjoy his films. A wonderful storyteller, like a guy that really knows how to set the hook, right? So many twists and turns, so well written, so like the complexity to his stories. Uh, there's so much meat on the bone. Uh, they are such fun rides, and a lot of times, a lot of times, like the balance that he has with it being like a thriller or the the comedic moments. Uh, so much balance, so many like different genres and tones, all mixed together. A lot of his films with uh, social themes uh, and commentaries from the environment to capitalism. Uh, just a director that I absolutely enjoy. All of his films, obviously, uh, his most recent film being uh, Academy Award winner uh, for Best Picture, which I I enjoy. And a lot of these films I had not. I mean, I had thought I hadn't seen. For whatever reason, I thought I hadn't seen these movies, and in revisiting them, I realized that there was really only one movie that I had not seen, uh, Memories of Murder. And all of the other films of his, I watched a long time ago, and just, oh, I don't think I had finished, I'd watched all of The Host uh, either. But all the other films I've watched, and uh, for whatever reason, just, it's been a while. So it was a pleasant surprise uh, to go back and rewatch a lot of these films, a lot of classic films, I would say, uh, just solid movies from top to bottom, um, like a, like consistency. There are a couple stinkers, right? I'm only doing five of his movies, uh, and he's done seven films. I'm not including the two films that are kind of multiple director directors where they just did segments uh so these are seven his seven films uh that he wrote and directed i'm only taking five of those for this top five list and uh there are a couple stinkers that i just didn't they didn't work for me some people like them i'll talk about them in the discards but let's get into it shall we with my top five bong joon ho films starting off with number five barking dogs never bite this is his first film that he wrote and directed back in the year 2000, 22 years ago. A fairly simple film about these characters that all live in this apartment complex. And there's an inciting event where there's a dog that's barking and it's being annoying. And this one guy takes it upon himself to take care of that that loud annoying dog kind of reminds me there's an episode of Seinfeld that's that's kind of similar in some ways to this movie at least to that that aspect of this movie and uh let's just say things don't go as planned uh there's other characters there's a woman who works in the I guess like the it seems like the apartment complex in like the in the office area she like verifies posters that get put up so they don't get like public notices she verifies or whatever don't know her exact name she has a friend that works in like a convenience store uh there's janitor 
Uh, there are his this dude's wife that's pregnant that's kind of a nag. Um, it's also got like a really jazzy piano score to it, which I I really enjoy because some of this movie has some mild animal abuse. Like they don't really. There's a thing where it's like none of the animals were abused in this. I'm sure they were all done in human humane ways, but it's it's kind of a bummer how the dogs in this movie are are handled. So aside from that, I really enjoyed this movie. And despite the fact that there's kind of like this mystery aspect to it, this kind of thriller aspect to it, the jazzy piano score uh, that runs through this movie, I, I really enjoyed it. Kind of it, it provided a nice contrast uh, to what's actually going on. The, the girl who works in the office, she has, like, this dream of being a hero. And, and, like, so throughout this movie, she's trying to, you know, trying to be heroic in these, in these ways. Uh, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Some interesting twists and turns. Ultimately, good characters, people who, you know, confess their sins in a lot of ways. Uh, people that you know don't they they avoid being you know of they avoid dealing with the consequences of their actions uh but a lot of fun nonetheless uh so number five barking dogs never bite which is also a true statement i mean you see those videos online of like the two dogs that are just like going at each other but there's a fence between them and then once the fence is removed they just kind of chill out. Anyway, I enjoyed that, enjoyed the movie, and I forgot that I had watched it completely. Moving on to number four, my fourth favorite Bong Joon-ho film. This is a movie uh, that features uh, a lot of English-speaking cast. Uh, this is a high-concept movie, kind of a sci-fi futuristic take. Uh, a movie about climate change and a, about uh, classism, uh, about really important things, but all set on a train that runs around the world. And that movie is Snowpiercer. Uh, this is probably the movie of his that I've seen the most. Um, obviously, it's down here at number four, so it's not my favorite of his films. I do enjoy it quite a bit. There are aspects of this movie that are that i just can't like they the the idea is that they've been on this train for 17 years but like the logistics of all of these different people living on this same train for 17 years is like i just can't like it's a mental hurdle that i just can't get over and like i don't even understand how they've made a show of this movie like this movie has been turned into a tv show I think I watched maybe an episode of it and just like, I don't know, couldn't get into it. Uh, but it, it's interesting. It just like, I don't know. There's aspects of it that just don't make any sense. Like, they, like they should be passing. Like there should be so many train cars of just beds. Like where do all these people sleep? It just seems like logistically, it just seems weird. But I like all the themes. I like what it's trying to say. I like the actors. I like the 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 concepts. You know, it's definitely a, a movie of hope and inspiration. I I appreciate that. But the aspects of it, the mental hurdles that I just can't get over, 
are the reason why it's a number four. You know, but it's still a solid movie. And as far as the movies that have English-speaking characters, I think, not to spoil some picks, some potential picks, but let's just say I think this one handles it the best. I think this has some of the best performances from the English-speaking actors where some other movies, it's it's a bit rough. It's a bit rough, a bit cartoonish, a bit. But they tonally, also, those other movies are trying to do different things. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't think Bong Joon-ho needs to work with American actors, necessarily. I think he can make masterpieces with... Whoever he wants, really. Uh, but I don't, the, the push, if there is one, for him to work with more American stars, I don't... I mean, maybe may do more for his career, maybe. But And there's probably actors that would work well with him. Uh, but for the most part, the times that he has American actors, aside from this movie, I don't think it's gone that well. But Snowpiercer, regardless, coming in here at number four. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear The Many Faces, original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials, made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash tmfmerch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTS. TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. Moving on to my third favorite Bong Joon-ho movie. This is the movie that I had never seen, and it is a movie that I absolutely loved. This was his second film. Came out in 2003, Memories of Murder. It is a movie that uh, set in, in South Korea, small South Korean town, uh, 1986. A lot of this movie is a flashback, which I didn't even like realize until like most of the way through this movie. It's like, didn't this movie start in like really high saturated, vivid color, and now it's pretty like muted and kind of monotone? Yeah, because this is a memory of a murder of a serial rapist killer that was going through uh, killing women. And uh, it's about these detectives trying to solve that crime. So it is a, a beautiful, gritty, noir film. Loved it. So many twists and turns. You have cops that are like horrible cops trying to force confessions uh trying to force confessions out of this kid who has learning disabilities. Um, there's a thing which I learned after watching this movie as well as another one of Bong Joon-ho movies, which is something that happens in South Korea and other countries where they will have uh, convicted criminals do reenactments of their crimes at the crime scene in public as a form of public humiliation which is something that happens in this movie as well as another one of Bong Joon-ho movies. And I was like, is this something that they do, these reenactments? And apparently it is. And apparently there's other countries that do it. And it's interesting, you know, to have like a criminal reenactment of like to show what this kid did, supposedly, to like rape and kill this woman and just 
pe- people from the public can go to the crime scene and watch this reenactment. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. Uh, but definitely some twists and turns. There's a, a, an aspect of this movie where, like, somebody who is wrongly accused ends up becoming uh, a valuable piece of the investigation, becomes a witness. It's just like... And even the way it ends, it ends kind of open and it like which in a lot of cases would be kind of disappointing but in this in this movie it's like uh, it's it so much of it is how the police were just mishandling it to begin with you know there's one guy who's from Seoul Korea that goes there the and he's like an actual good cop and he's like trying to do the right things while these other cops who are known for police brutality and all this kind of other stuff and clearly forcing confessions and stuff crazy crazy i love this movie it was amazing like just to just all so so unique so well realized so well fleshed out like a, a mystery where i was trying to figure it out i thought you know you you think you know and then you keep the rug keeps getting pulled out from under you and whatever you think you know you don't know and crazy things happen and it's a fun ride like so many Bong Joon-ho films fun rides like there's comedic like there's one of these cops that's a shitty cop loves to like jump kick people it's great it's great i i really did enjoy it and it's the one of his movies that i had not seen any of and it is an absolutely great drama, crime, mystery type of noir film. Uh, so I'd highly recommend it. And uh, that is why it is effortlessly coming in right here at number three, Memories of Murder. Moving on to number two, my second favorite Bong Joon-ho film. This is a film that is similar in a lot of ways to Memories of Murder. But I actually enjoy the. I think the character is a little bit more interesting, a little bit more, a little bit weirder. Uh, and that movie is Mother. And I'm not talking about Mother with an exclamation mark. I'm talking about Mother from 2009. This is like a, a movie about a mother who's trying to prove her son's innocence. She has a son who is, you know, has Down syndrome or on the spectrum of some kind, has disabilities, and she's trying to protect. He's convicted. He's uh, accused of a crime of rape and murder again. So similarities to Memories of a Murder uh, again uh, has a, having a character that has uh, mental disabilities similar to Memories of a Murder. Uh, there is troubling aspects to the mother-son relationship that they never really go into um but it's another movie that's like a crazy mystery where you think you know right at first it seems like yeah duh he did it and then it's like oh maybe he didn't do it and then it's like oh it was this person it's like oh no it wasn't that person like it is a another roller coaster ride of as an audience trying to figure out what happened seeing how one how the police again trying to just clear the case 
trying to force the confession. Again, they do the reenactment stuff. You have the mom kind of going out on her own to try and find the, the, the person responsible. And while doing that, also fingering the wrong person, accusing the wrong people. A crazy ride, again. A ride where the mother does things, horrible things. And gets, like, some people get away with stuff, some people don't get away with stuff. It is, like, a movie that's, like, detached. Like, this, these characters are detached from reality in a way that make the, the mystery and, and the crime of, of all of it very interesting. Uh, and it has a lot of similarities, I would say, to Memories of Murder. But the just the the added differences in characters and just, like, being focused more on them instead of the cops and going on this ride with this mom that's, like, determined to prove her son's innocence. And she's doing that because of things from her past, how she has, like, regret from the way she treated her son in the past. It's a great movie. It is so good. I mean, these top three are masterpieces, in my opinion. Memories of Murder, Mother, and then my number one film, in my opinion, Masterpieces. Crazy rides. You don't know where you're going to end up. It's fun. It's, it's stressful. It's scary. It's sad. It's everything. It... it touches on all of the emotions has some comedy you know doesn't doesn't forget to cheer you up now and then with some ridiculous stuff but yeah coming in at number two is mother join inspired disorder plus today head on over to inspireddisordercom slash plus to join membership includes members only discounts and deals you get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspire Disorder Plus member today. My number one favorite Bong Joon-ho film should go without any surprise. Another masterpiece, another movie that, that has messages of Social inequities, the haves, the have-nots, uh, the 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 it, just the difficulties of life when it comes to late-stage capitalism, but also another crazy ride with crazy characters, a, a story so original. Nothing is even close. Nothing touches it. Like just just moments of this movie 
aren't fleshed out in ways that full movies try to do, and, and this movie does it so well. Coming in at number one, my favorite Bong Joon-ho film is Parasite, obviously. Came out in 2019, won Best Picture, won Best Foreign Film as well, but won the Oscar for Best Picture. Not that I care. Probably the last time or one of the few times where a movie won Best Picture that I actually agree with and was happy for. But it's like a crazy family of hustlers that just con this rich family into hiring them individually and that not even being the crazy aspects of the story. Right? The fact that there's like this whole person hiding behind under the house, hiding from debt collectors, you have the who like these other parasites of this wealthy family that have get, that have been pushed out by this new family. You have crazy like murder that happens, crazy scenes that happen, trauma, just amazing acting, stressful moments, just simple stressful moments, beautifully shot, beautiful acting, great story, such a great story. Also the kind of the idea of long-term goals versus short-term goals i mean this family because of poverty is constantly hustling to maintain the short money the quick money versus the end of the movie devoting a life to to getting in a position financially to have the life you want i thought i found that to be you know very important a very interesting aspect to a movie that that also i mean it's shows that it's like how difficult it is to be poor and how just surviving as somebody without money is is like a constant thing that is never guaranteed so i, I don't know i love i think from from that standpoint the messaging of it i think is beautiful the execution of everything is beautiful uh, from top to bottom, an amazing film, and I'm looking forward to whatever else Bong Joon-ho does uh, because I absolutely love his films. Now, of course, there are a couple films that didn't make the list. Tonally, I'm not the biggest fan when he goes heavier on the comedy. I'm not the biggest fan when he uses a lot of CG. Both of these movies have CG characters. And, of course, I am talking about The Host. I am talking about Okja. Okja, pretty much like a kid's adventure, definitely has the, you know, the kind of GMO factory farming kind of implications to society, to the world. It has those kinds of messagings to Okja, but at its essence is a kid trying to save their pet. And it's a fun adventure. It is a fun kid's movie. I think the CG in Okja holds up far better than the CG of the host. But didn't really do it for me. Didn't really do it for me. The host, great story. CG is horrible. Oh, but back to Okja. The American acting is bad. I, I just, there's aspects of that movie. Uh, who are the actors in that? Real quick, let me p pull that up. Um, 
Tilda Swinton, horrible. Uh, she's okay in Snowpiercer, but in this one, not great. Paul Dano's all right. Jake Gyllenhaal is doing some some wild stuff. I don't get what Jake Gyllenhaal is doing. Um, and you also have, uh, what is his name? Um, there's another guy. Oh, it doesn't have it. I'm not seeing it. Oh, well. Um, oh, here we go. His name is Robert Paulson. Steven Yoon is in this one. And he's good, too. Steven Yoon and uh, Paul Dano are pretty good in it. Jake Gyllenhaal is painful to watch. Tilda Swinton is painful to watch. Uh, so, yeah. Not the, gr not the greatest uh, American performances there but it is kind of a kids movie uh and then the host there's a couple uh you know english speaking characters in this which are kind of over the top i mean this movie the host is a fun like b movie like it's a it's probably one of the best b movies right a great story pouring chemicals down the drain and it creates this monster government lying about a virus meanwhile it's like this monster thing uh this family going to save their daughter uh you have this loser who's part of the family that's the the dad that's you know used to be a smart guy but now he's just a degenerate loser uh and then the, kind of the other two siblings are successful and look down on him i didn't really feel like the fa the other family members were that fleshed out i didn't really care about them um it was a fun it you know ride this movie the CG is horrible. But, you know, overall, like, it had moments. I just didn't feel like it fit together enough. Like, it could have possibly knocked off Barking Dogs Never Bite. Because I think the overall complexity of the story, performances, I think, are a little bit better. Uh, but overall, I just don't think it, it, like, it's doing more. It's definitely doing more than that movie. I just don't think it pulls it off. Uh, so I had to leave the host off, but it was another one that I hadn't watched all the way through. Um, and I think the original time I tried to watch it, I couldn't get through it because that CG is just not that great. I, I prefer Bong Joon-ho not doing CG. There's also a lot of comedy in this that kind of takes me out. Like there is some, which is funny, but it like, it, it, it tonally, the tonal shift takes me out of this crazy movie. Like it's not, there's not enough comedy in it to make it work. Right. Like, I don't know. It just felt unbalanced, not a horrible movie, but didn't make my list. Uh, so let me do one more time. This is my top five Bong Joon Ho films. Starting off with number five is barking dogs. Never bite. Number four is Snowpiercer. Number three is Memories of Murder. Number two is Mother. And my number one favorite Bong Joon-ho film is Parasite. Let me know how you would rank the Bong Joon-ho films in the comments. Hit me up on social media. I would love to hear it. Let me know what your thoughts are. How did I get it wrong? How did I get it right? Let me know. Be nice. Uh, but yeah. 
I enjoyed it. If you haven't watched them, highly recommend. He's an amazing director. I can't wait to see what he does next. I have complete and utter faith in whatever he does. I think he's he's doing something that, like, in such a unique way that most other directors aren't even getting close. Like, he's able to tap into emotions and characters in a way that uh, some of the best director writer directors aren't doing. The auteurs are just not reaching uh, the same levels, I believe, that he is. Uh, so anyway, that's it. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.